1: What's going on, everybody? This is the algatulo Craft Beer Cast, and we're doing a special podcast-only edition of the Craft Beer Cast, and the reason why is because of the New Jersey ABC ruling that came out uh, on Tuesday, the 28th of May. The reason why I'm playing a little Twisted Sister and uh, Stay Hungry is because there's a lot... To digest here in this new ruling from the NJ uh, ABC and um, it was interesting that the timing of it that they came came out with these new uh, rules and regulations uh, the day after Memorial Day we're going to dive into it uh, uh, you know for a little bit here and I'm going to give you my thoughts on it some thoughts of uh, some of the brewers quotes and stuff from different breweries and of course uh, a statement from uh, the excuse me and the New Jersey Brewers Association as well. So yesterday, Tuesday, the 28th of May, uh, the state of New Jersey's ABC came out with new regulations to replace the old regulations that were stopped back in October. There was, a, there was one guy who was running things. He put out a special ruling. Brewers were up in arms. Uh, the state got involved. Governor Murphy uh, let this guy go. They moved on to another person. Um, James Graziano, I think his name is yeah. James Graziano. He's the acting uh, ABC director. So let's just say some people were happy with the changes, some are not happy with the changes. So I want to just give you kind of the broad strokes, and then I'll dive into a little bit more here um, on the uh, on the podcast here. A special podcast, by the way, and thank you uh, for listening, downloading, and spreading uh, this podcast out there. and of course. I'm happy to hear your opinion on it as well. AlbertG at radio.com is the email address. Go to our Facebook page, Facebook.com slash AGCraftBeerCast. You can send me a message through there and get in touch with me. If you're an owner of a New Jersey brewery and you don't like uh, my opinion and want to have a say, I think in a couple of weeks we're going to do something once everything kind of uh, shapes itself and, and kind of, you know, the the dust settles, so to speak. So... Breweries are going to be able to continue to make, serve, and sell beer to you, the consumer, in their brewery to a liquor store if they have a distribution um, uh, arm or they're self-distributing or et cetera, et cetera, whatever you can get in your favorite bar, right? That doesn't change. Now, will you still have to take a tour? State law requires breweries to give patrons tours of their facilities before serving them. But under the new regulations, repeat brewery customers will only be required to take a tour once a year. So long as the brewery maintains a record of previous customer participation in tours, the new rules also aim to make tours more substantive and meaningful. So what what does this mean? Now, the first, the, the first problem that I have with this is if what if you decide not to give them your real name? Now, they're, going to, they're supposed to be checking an ID. But let's say a brewer decides, look, I'm not doing this. I'm not taking a record of people. I mean, you're kind of, you're kind of being forced to by the ABC because they're telling you, listen, we want it documented. So if we come into your place and we see, we see that X, Y, and Z has taken a tour. So, But my issue is you're giving them personal identification, your name, your email address. Maybe it's your credit card or whatever. How do I know that they're going to be able to keep that on a server that is protected, that my identity isn't going to be uh, put out there for all to see. That is where I have a problem. There needs to be some kind of system. But writing your name down and an email address, it's a process takes time and time and time. However, I can also see from the other point of view. Hey, it's one tour, and then the next year you have to take the tour again. It's one year. I think that's better than just having a tour every time that you have to go into a brewery. Again, it's one of those nitpicky things I think it's. I, I think it's in one way, it's a good thing, in one way, it's a bad thing, but it's also it's moving it forward. Let's let's cut the red tape. Let's move this forward here. Let's get this process going. If that's one of the main sticking points, okay, fine. Give them the tour now. Uh, uh, the the quote from uh, the ABC uh, acting director James Graziano was this: After they released the rules, he said, "We believe the activities permitted under the special ruling strike a fair and appropriate balance." Between the interests of full retail license holders, such as restaurants and bars, and the craft brewing industry. Will everyone be satisfied with them? Probably not. But at the end of the day, the division's job is to set limits on what licensees are entitled to do under existing laws and to level the playing field so that all limited breweries can compete fairly with each other. Bottom line, the restaurants and bars are worried about these breweries taking a chunk of their business. Do they have concerns? Sure they do. Do I think that a brewery and a restaurant and a bar are the same thing? Absolutely not. They're two entirely separate entities. And I think there is room for both of them to work together. And that is part of the problem here, is that the restaurants and bars, many of them are unwilling to work with the breweries. I think this is more of a case in southern Jersey than it is in northern Jersey. Uh, and, and I'll tell you why. I think part of it is the food truck issue. And we'll get into that in a second. Are food trucks allowed? Are they not allowed? Uh, But here are some of the rules outlined in the ruling. They include, as proposed under the initial regulations, breweries will be limited to hosting 25 on-premise special events. The new rules, however, refine the definition of special events to those that are promoted by the media or include entertainment like live music, DJs, or live televised championship sporting events, trivia, paint and sip, animal adoption events, and yoga. Uh, 25 special events. So... If they promote these events in via social media, via email, Facebook, Twitter, uh, you know, whatever they do to get their message across, a radio ad, a television ad, that counts as a special event. But if they put a sign up in the bar that says "Next Wednesday Night Yoga uh, Yoga and Flights," that's okay because they're only promoting it in the bar. Seems kind of silly, uh, but I, I kind of understand the ruling on this one. But I don't, I, I don't get it because, again, where are they competing? A bar is able to promote whatever they feel like it on social media, and that's okay, but yet a brewery is only limited to 25 events. It's, it's a little weird there and a little ambiguous for me. Breweries are still limited to uh, to, excuse me to 52 private events per year, but now those hosting the parties can bring their own wine and beer to the events. That's a good thing. So one, one week a year, one, uh, one week every, you know, every week for a year, you can host a private event that has to be cordoned off. No one else can go in there, and they're requiring security. So the security part of it is now this is an additional expense to the brewery, or are they just going to have somebody that works at the brewery sit there at the door stopping people from going in, sorry, special event. Uh, again, I-, I think that's a good thing. But I also think it could be a bad thing because what's to stop people from going in if you don't have somebody standing at the door or checking IDs? It's just another layer that you're going to have to deal with. Craft breweries will not be allowed to sell food, have a restaurant, or work with food uh, food trucks or vendors to provide food at the location. However, menus from restaurants can be left as long as there is not an exclusive partnership between the two breweries, uh, between the two businesses, excuse me. Food can be delivered to patrons inside the breweries. This is huge. So... They wanted the the, the restaurant menus taken out of breweries and were told that they couldn't call and have an order delivered. Well, now you can do that, which is a good thing. I think that's great. First of all, you should be eating food while you're drinking to limit your consumption of alcohol so that you're not getting bombed. Um, the, The food truck thing, here's where it's a little ambiguous. So you can have a food truck on your property, but if the food truck, let's say, is parked in the street, it's acceptable. Now, again, I think you have to work with each individual township in order to do this. I can't, I, I, you know, XYZ food truck can't just pull up and, feel it and start serving food. Uh, although I think you can based on the ruling. Again, it's a little foggy for me here. But the craft brewery and the food truck cannot promote the fact that they're going to have tacos today or hot dogs today. But the food truck apparently can post on Facebook, I'm parked outside of, uh, you know, Acme Brewery. That's allowed. Okay. So there's a way around this. And you can't have the, the food truck on your brewery property. Meaning, if you have a parking lot, a food truck is there, then you're in trouble. But if the food truck is sitting on the street, you're not in trouble. Get that? I kind of do. So that, that's one of those where, okay, and I talked to, to a couple of people yesterday about this, and that's the clarification that I got on that rule. The breweries would be allowed to apply for a newly created permit that would allow 12 off-premise events a year at which they can sell four or six packs of beer, as well as beer in open containers. This is a huge win because the breweries were not allowed to do this before. So 12 events a year, you can serve, um, you can sell four or six packs of beer. Those have to be warm, though. Now, you can sell beer in open containers at these 12 off-premise events. Again, it's a huge win. So the, you can be at a fair... And sell your beer at $5 a pint and make money, right? But you can only do that 12 times a year. You can go to a flea market and have your beer for purchase, but you cannot serve it to them. It has to be warm. Now, I know people are going to go, the warm, the cold thing, the whole thing. I think part of it is 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 the consumption issue that you're going to be at a flea market and you're going to start drinking beer and then get in your car and drive away. I think that's the it's a liability issue. That's where I think that's in there. But again... If it's, a flea, if it's a fair, you can hold an event, you can partner with an event and do something and sell your beer. That's a win. Some previous rules will also remain in place. For example, breweries not allowed to have more than two televisions bigger than 65 inches. If a brewery does have more than two, the additional TVs will only be allowed to display information about the brewery, not television programming. To be honest with you folks, I like a brewery that has no TVs. I don't want to watch TV while I'm at a brewery. I want to interact with the people that are there, whether it's my friends, whether it's the brewer, whatever. This does not bother me in the slightest, and it doesn't bother uh, a lot of people. I think it affects some, but not everybody. To me, it's not a big deal. Now, the new ruling, uh, Acting ABC Commissioner uh, James Graziano said, uh, was the result of consultations with various organizations, including the New Jersey Beer Guild, New Jersey Brewers Association, the New Jersey Licensed Beverage Association, the New Jersey Restaurant Association, and the New Jersey Liquor Store Alliance, and legislators throughout the state. I know there are a number of brewers that aren't a member of any of the guilds, and uh, some were okay with it and some were upset by the rules, but this is the playing field that is, is you know, once it all shakes out, this is what it's going to be like. Now, I was talking with Scott Wells, who, of course, is one of the owners of Bolero Snort, Uh, who are soon to be opening uh, in Karlstadt near MetLife Stadium. They're hoping for the fall. Uh, He said to me that, barring a few issues which could still be worked out while this regulation is in its pilot program status, it does a lot to move the industry forward, especially by allowing breweries to market their brands through the new off-site permits, which had never previously been allowed. The ruling also allows breweries to support their local businesses by permitting menus to be available to customers for food deliveries. Now, again, I, I... I don't think everybody is going to be happy with these rules, but I think this is a step forward. There are some good things in this, but there are some bad things in this as well. Uh, One of the rules that it 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 directly affects is Death of the Fox Brewing. They make coffee and beer, and apparently within the ruling, they are not allowed to brew or serve coffee. But they are allowed to brew their own soda and sell it. This makes zero sense to me. So, I can make a root beer to sell you, but I can't make a pot of coffee to sell you. That's ridiculous. Name me a bar or a restaurant that people go into and go, Man, they make great coffee. I, you really got to go there. Are you drinking coffee at the brewery? That's nonsense. That's one of those things where I think can be worked out. I think that's, but also I feel like that's a direct shot at Death of the Fox Brewery. I, I don't understand that. I don't understand why they're doing that. Um, it's a little confusing to me, but it's one of those things. Where, and, and, and the reason why I think it's 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 a direct shot at them is because that's how they built their business model. We serve coffee in the morning. We serve beer in the afternoon so we can stay open seven days a week. Um, I don't get that. And I think that, you know, the restaurants and thinks that, that that's a competition. How many people are running to a brewery for coffee? Not many. I, I, again, I, I just, that's where I have a big problem. Now, the New Jersey Brewers Association, uh, they released a statement on Tuesday, a couple hours after it came out, and cites that work still needs to be done at the legislative level. Uh, This is from Alexis Deegan. She says the special ruling that was issued by Director Graziano today recognizes the changing landscape of the beer industry in New Jersey and opens up a number of avenues to help breweries thrive in the state and to begin competing with our neighboring states on a more even playing field. This is consistent with the experience the association has had over the past few years where the division has striven to be a partner in helping the craft brewing industry develop. It is clear that Director Graziano and his staff have made thoughtful and deliberative changes to the 2018 ruling in response to the many conversations they have had with the members of the Alcohol, Manufacturing and sales community. This ruling also acknowledges the growing demand for craft breweries in this state and their increased role as community partners. In short, the association views the majority of the special ruling as a positive for the industry. Now, I'm going to skip ahead here. Uh, she says. It is gratifying to see the director uphold the rights of the breweries to host the types of events which have drawn new and returning customers to their tasting rooms in their towns. However, the association believes that the limits on special and private events at the brewery are not appropriate or supported by the law. Indeed, the association believes that the law specifically provided for these types of events in creating a retail privilege for certain classes of brewery licenses in 2012. Nevertheless, two successive directors have come to the same conclusion regarding the spirit of the legislation and what the consumers of New Jersey are looking for in their brewery experience. And this is important here. Thus, it is now vital that the legislature clarify the legislation. It is ultimately detrimental to the economy to unnecessarily hamper business models that have been overwhelmingly propelled by and beneficial to the residents in this state with arbitrary limits on events that have been deemed appropriate for these venues. The New Jersey residents themselves have been vocal about their desire to see the brewery culture in this state continue its growth unhampered. The association believes that to accomplish this goal, there are a number of fixes that could be made to prevent this type of piecemeal regulation and calls on legislators to look at a comprehensive package of legislation that would protect the growing craft beverage industry in New Jersey. The only true permanent fix is for the legislature to clarify their own legislative intent in creating these retail consumption spaces and to act to modernize the entire liquor license process in the state. Alexis, I could not agree with you more on this point. I think it needs to be legislated. I think the liquor laws in New Jersey are archaic, and they need to be changed. Now, how do you change them that benefits both parties? Now, if I'm a business owner and I bought my liquor license for, let's say, $10,000, and now I want to sell it, that becomes a commodity. I can sell that for whatever I want on the secondary market. How do I do that and still be able to make money, yet not make it so exorbitant that somebody can't buy it. Remember, towns only issue a certain amount of liquor licenses in New Jersey. It's very, very odd and archaic, and it needs to be changed. That can only be done at the legislative level. So I would urge you, if you're a New Jersey beer fan, contact your legislator, tell them what's going on, and be and and uh, express your interest in this, and I'm hoping that this moves it forward. Now there are a number of Facebook pages uh, with breweries that uh, you know have have links to where you can write a form letter and whatever, et cetera, et cetera, and, and send those in. I would in- encourage you to do that if you are a fan and want to see uh, more changes come uh, to these beer rules. A couple of things though before I get out of here. Uh, and I want to thank you for listening to this special edition of the Al Craft Beer Cast, kind of the New Jersey uh, beer uh, version of it. So I mentioned the thing about the food trucks. Uh, Food trucks can, can be at a brewery. They can't be on the property of the brewery, and they cannot advertise that they're there, vice versa with the brewery. The brewery can't say XYZ food truck is going to be here on Tuesday making hot dogs, but the food trucks can be there. Now, um... One, one of the questions that I had was, how does this affect a brewery from operating out of state? Let's say Icarus decides to, brew, uh, to uh, do an event in New York, or Bolero Snort decides to do an event in Pennsylvania. So there's no impact on this whatsoever. Uh, and it also has no impact on in-state events. So for those that go to festivals that are held in New Jersey, none of these rulings affect uh, the state. And it seems like there's a misunderstanding on this one. Uh, attending a festival is not an event of any type as long as it's the way that breweries continue to do things. So what happens is the beer is sold to the event, and then they come and pour it. As long as that's continuing, those things can happen and don't count towards the cap. So um, if a brewery does their own festival, let's say it's XYZ, uh, you know, whatever it is, it's their, you know, I don't know, they're doing an event to help such and such. That counts towards the 12-event special event cap. So, again, festivals will not be affected by this. Um, the, uh, the, 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 again, as, the, as I said about the food trucks, they can be off the license premise, they can't be on the license premise, and they cannot promote uh, you know, that they're going to be there. So I think, that's, I think that's one of those things where you can get away with it, and it's kind of skirting the law. And again, legislation will straighten this out. Now, one of the other things is bottle clubs and and you know, things of that nature. They're not going to be allowed with the New Jersey ABC ruling. I think the bottle club will be all right as long as it guarantees you access to bottles that you're buying, that everybody has a clear playing field and a clear shot at getting one of these bottles. Not uh you pay $200 and you're going to get um you're going to get a bottle of our special brew at a cheaper price than you would get it at retail. That's kind of how I'm, I'm looking at it here. Now, the, um, the, the mug clubs like Demented used to have, and they're closed, but they used to have that. That's no longer prohibited. How does this affect NJCB? As a member, you're getting discounts at bars and restaurants in addition to breweries. How's that going to affect them? I don't think it's going to affect them, and we'll find out in the coming days if it does, because the brewery is not putting that together. It's a separate... A separate entity that has nothing to do with the brewery, so I think those will remain. Um, but again, we're going to see um, we're going to see what's going on there in terms of that uh, with the NJCB. And then finally, there are a couple of different quotes from a number of different breweries. I just want to punch this up real quick before we get out of here. Um, a couple of different breweries spoke on the record, uh, applauding the ruling, saying that there's room for change. Uh, let me see if I have these right here. So Steve Bauer from Uh, Ghost Talk Brewing, which just opened, he said, um, let's see, he said, this is a good thing, something that will really help us promote our brand. Uh, Brian Kulbaki from uh, Departed Souls, who didn't say he was going to say anything, but he did. He ended up making a quote to NorthJersey.com and said that this is a good thing. He thinks that it'll it'll help out. Um, Let's see. Asbury Park. Uh, Asbury Park Brewery has been regularly hosting concerts by up-and-coming punk bands since May of 2017. They seem to have a problem with this. Eric Orlando, the executive director of the Brewers Guild in New Jersey, uh, has urged people to keep in mind that the Guild is still working with the ABC to make adjustments. The current regulations exist on a trial basis. Um, He said the ABC is not going to be heavy-handed in different aspects of the ruling. They anticipate that this plan will end up with a more formal lawmaking process, Sean Gailey, the co-owner of Lower Forge Brewery, called the revised ruling an improvement, but he says, I'm still concerned that some of the language is still in there. Uh, This time, the ABC had a better process in place, and I do feel that we, as brewery owners, had more input into it, but I'm still disappointed. The way they look at the on-premise special events compared to how other breweries in other states promote themselves, we're just still not where we should be. Uh, Galey said, uh, Medford has food truck nights. We fund the Destination Medford campaign. They've built a good relationship with the town. How is that going to affect them moving forward? Well, you know what? They're not going to be able to sponsor that. So, again, and he says here, overall, this is much better than last fall, but there are definitely still some thorny issues here. I feel like the process was much better. I give the new ABC director credit. It was a definite improvement in communication. Uh, we knew back in March we were going to be disappointed with some of the on-premise Events language. So, again, there are some breweries that uh, are in favor of this, and there are other breweries that are against. I think the more of the breweries in southern Jersey are upset by it than the breweries in northern Jersey, but I think there is room for improvement. So, I thank you for listening uh, to this special edition of the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast uh, about the New Jersey uh, beer ruling from the ABC. Uh, much more to come in the coming weeks, and we will touch on it. I think sometime in mid June, I'm going to put together a couple of people. Uh, that have some direct uh, effect to this, whether it's brewery owners, some journalists that work in New Jersey, and kind of hash this out and see where we stand uh, in terms of the uh, the, the ruling uh, by the ABC. I, I, I definitely think that we should be moving forward on this and not back. Um, and I think these rules get, getting put into place I think will help the breweries. I think some of it will hurt the breweries for sure. Um, but in the end, it's all about how can... Those breweries continue to thrive and make money in the state of New Jersey. This is the first step. It's not the end. Thanks for listening. We've got a great show coming up uh, on Sunday night. Um, John Danzler from a Torch, and Brew- uh, Torch and Crown Brewing is going to join me for three whole segments. It's going to be a lot of fun. You definitely want to check that out Sunday night at 11. This has been the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast, a special edition of the Craft Beer Cast. Cheers, everybody.